All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time uh, seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? I don't know who she is. Um, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure that you have, uh, you know, your articles of incorporation with the state, getting um, your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contracts or clients and partners, um, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas. Where's my, oh. Um, so people don't steal your business ideas and, um, hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. Okay. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why why I'm qualified to help you do these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. Uh, And most of all, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. Okay. So that is really, so that is why I'm here. How do I turn this volume off? So that's why I'm here. Uh, so if you're in the startup phase of your business and you're looking for some legal guidance, cause it can be confusing. I want you to link up with me, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. If you are a first time client at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. You can also, um, download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss a live uh, broadcast, you can catch up at your leisure. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can get your lovely NPL legal dish merch, your mugs, your t-shirts. Okay. The t-shirts come in three colors, black, white, and navy blue. So if you are a regular viewer of the show, if you want to help support the show, um, you know, uh, pick one up. What else? And last but not least, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Hello Meyer Lansky, is where you can uh, access many of my digital products like my ebooks and my video trainings. So this month we are focusing on hiring and training. So if you um, are looking to expand your team and you want, you know, kind of um, a roadmap to how do you hire the right team and how do you train them properly, I I, um, encourage you to pick up the employee onboard guide, the employee onboarding guide. It is like the first link in my bio on, um, Instagram, um, all over my, um, yeah, all that's available at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. I think it's like the first button. Um, yeah. So linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can, um, you know, basically keep up with all things happening with me. 
All right. Um, now that we have gone through the housekeeping stuff, the business stuff, let's get to the show and what it's about, right? So I think we have at least one person here who is new, Meyer Lansky. I'm not sure if you're new. Are you? Let me know. Uh, but here is how the show works, okay? Uh, so uh, I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you guys will send to me, Um Anywhere that I find inspiration and stories that have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and I bring them here, and we talk about them, um, you know, and we and we pull those lessons out and apply them, you know, to, to how we can protect ourselves in the future. So this is a time for discussion. This is a time for asking questions. Please don't be shy as long as your questions and comments are um, respectful. I will be asking you for your opinions. I will be asking you to give me some emojis as you, you know, as we go through these stories. So, you know, feel free to participate in the conversation because it's a lot more fun. Hey, Margaret, it's a lot more fun when we all participate. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, you know, join in on the fun. Don't be a wallflower. Hey, Jada, everybody's welcome. All right. So we are getting started right now. Um, yes. Oh, before we even start our stories, I want to remind you guys, uh, pick up the employee onboarding guide. Uh, it is going to help you as you seek to expand your teams in this, in this season. All right. Um, no business can do it all by themselves. You're going to have to hire someone at some point, whether they be a regular employee or an independent contractor. So you want to have all your ducks in a row. All right, moving on to our first story. If we have any tennis fans here, if you are a tennis fan, please give me a tennis racket emoji or tennis player. I don't know if they have a racket or a tennis player. Give me some type of emoji that denotes tennis, all right? Um, for me, if it ain't Serena, Venus, or Naomi Osaka, I'm not really interested. Um, but tennis, tennis is cool to play. Thank you, Margaret. Um, it's a very cool game to play. And, you know, when you get up there in the tennis game, you can make a lot of money with your name. Look at Serena Williams. Look at all the endorsements that she has. Look at, um, you know, Naomi Osaka and all of her partnerships and sponsorships and things like that, right? So when you get up there... <laughs> Jada said very limited interest. Uh, so when you get up, you know, in the heights of tennis, you know, there's there's a possibility for cashing in on your name if you capitalize on it in time. So um, recently there has been all this buzz about a new, thank you, Kels Butter, about a new, um, you know, tennis phenomenon. Her name is, hey, Trista, her name is, Emma Raducanu, okay? Um, she is British and Chinese. Um, she recently won the Grand Slam in New York. Did anybody watch that? Does, does the name Emma Raducanu uh, ring any bells for anyone? Um, anyway, Emma is 18 years old, and she is just, you know, tearing up the tennis courts. And with that, that brings a lot of, um, oh, you know who she is? Okay. With that brings a lot of attention, wanted and unwanted, right? So Emma has been, um, there are a lot of um, outlets that are saying that Emma could be worth up to a billion dollars if she plays her cards right with endorsements and trademarks and things, right? But that's only if Emma 
you know, does the work to secure, to secure, um, um, you know, her name and really build her name. Now remember Emma's 18. She's probably not thinking about all this right now, but she needs to because people are already trying to cash in on her name. Uh, there is a gentleman by the name of Anthony Briarcy. Um, he is from the UK. Emma lives in the UK as well. The day after Emma won the Grand Slam in New York, Anthony, who has no connection to Emma, doesn't know her from a can of beans, filed a trademark application for cosmetics using her name. So Anthony, this random guy who was probably watching Emma on the TV, went to the trademark office in England and said, hey, I want to trademark this girl's name who just won the Grand Slam. Um, now, uh, Anthony has since withdrawn his application because people were like, girl, what are you doing? Um, but this is a very, uh, you know, pertinent reminder that there are people out there who are waiting for you to blow up so they can steal your name. So it's better for you to, you know, protect your stuff early, even before people know who you are so that when you do blow up, can't nobody go to the trademark office and file some paperwork and say, you know, give me the name. Um, so Emma Raducanu, if she plays her cards right, you know, she needs to really tighten up. I know she's young. She needs a good legal team around her to start getting her, you know, intellectual property in order. Because you're going to have plenty of people like Anthony Briarcy who are trying to trademark her name. When Blue Ivy was born, tons of people tried to trademark Blue Ivy's name. So, um, yeah, it's really important that you protect your work early, okay? All right. Um, okay, that, but yeah, that was just a cautionary tale. Moving on. Um, have any of you guys, if you have heard of Sports Illustrated, if you have heard of Sports Illustrated, give me the bikini emoji or a swimsuit emoji. If you have ever heard of a little publication called Sports Illustrated, give me a bikini emoji. Now, um, Sports Illustrated is used mostly for sports, but they have their annual swimsuit edition where, you know, they've got the lovely ladies showing off the goods and in pretty swimsuits and things like that. Thank you, Margaret. <coughs> and these images are protected. These images that get printed in these magazines, you know, they're, they're protected. Thank you, Hergo Bossware, by intellectual property, by copyright, all of this stuff, both by the photographers, the, um, and the, uh, the publication and sometimes even the models themselves, right? Um, so there is a sports illustrated swimsuit model. Her name is Genevieve Morton or Genevieve Morton. I'm not sure if she's French or American. Thank you, Kels Butter. But Genevieve or Genevieve, however you want to pronounce it, uh, she is suing Twitter. Um, for their algorithm, not, um, direct copyright infringement, but what she's saying is that, um, so whenever you post a, a photo on Twitter, right, Twitter has a tool that automatically crops it. Any of you guys who have Twitter, if you've tried to upload a photo, you notice that Twitter, it doesn't, it doesn't post the whole photo. It kind of like posts just the center of it. Right. Um, and by using this cropping tool, um, sometimes it can cut off the, 
you know, intellectual property information. Like somebody might put, you know, a watermark or the, the copyright symbol and whatever. So Jean, Jean, Genevieve is like, look, Twitter, because of your cropping tool, people are sharing pictures of me all over the internet. Okay. And she's like, you know, this is my work. This is my face. And I don't want people sharing my work. Like I'm owed money for this. So Genevieve is suing Twitter um, for $10 million. She is suing for every like that her pictures got, uh, you know, on Twitter that was passed around. So there are about 67 likes and she's suing for $150,000 per like. She, she wants $10 million from Twitter because she's saying that because of their algorithm and they cut off, you know, uh, you know, her copyright, whatever information that this is copyright infringement. Now I am all about people, you know, getting their materials and, you know, getting their dues and their intellectual property, but something about this just does not sit right with me. Right. Um, There's a difference between somebody capitalizing on your photo and making money from it as opposed to people sharing a photo. How many of us share photos that we don't necessarily have the rights to? We'll post photos of our favorite celebrities, right? To show that we like them, things like that. So for me, I'm assuming that people who were sharing these photos of Genevieve Morton were sharing it because they're like, ooh, she's pretty, you know, I'd like to show this picture. But Genevieve is not down for that. She said, I didn't give you guys permission to spread my photo around. And because Twitter cropped off my, you know, cropped off some of the picture, I'm owed money, Twitter. I want $150,000 for every like my pictures got. So that comes out to about $10 million. What do you guys think about Miss um, Genevieve Morton's claim? Do you think that she, you know, is doing too much? Does she have, does she have, um, does she have an argument here? Should Twitter be responsible for these, you know, unauthorized shares of her photo? What do you guys think? Is Genevieve owed $10 million from Twitter? What do you guys think? Um, for me, now also to, to, to fill you in, to, uh, Margaret said she's doing too much. I think so too. To fill you in also, the accounts that shared these photos of Genevieve, they have been suspended, right? Um, so once Twitter found out who was sharing the photos without authorization, they did suspend their accounts. But Genevieve says she still want money. Margaret says she's doing too much. Um, Kels Butter said, I don't know the law, but I think that's a bit much. I think so too. Because again, for me, the, the difference is, you know, whether you're making money from it, right? Or, you know, this is a photo that was posted in a publication, I'm assuming, and could be accessed if you, you know, get the magazine or I don't even know, is Sports Illustrated even a physical magazine anymore? Anyway, but... These people, uh, for, from what I could tell from the article, again, I didn't, I didn't have time to do a whole lot of back research, but I think these people were just posting it because they liked the photos. I don't think they were necessarily making money off of it. Now, when you have the copyright, you have the right to say who can display your stuff 
and who can't. You absolutely can. However, trying to charge Twitter per like for a photo that someone else shared, I think that's, you know, that's going a little bit too far. Um, especially since Twitter did their best to, you know, shut, shut, shut it down. Jada said, arguably, Twitter is making money off these shares via engagement. Okay. Okay. Now, see, Jada is a fellow legal scholar like myself. All right. That, that is a, that is a good point, Jada. I, I did not even, um, think about that. Twitter, oh yeah, they do make money off engagement because as you're scrolling, there's ads and things like that. So maybe Twitter has a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit to gain from this. But again, $150,000 for each like, um, I just think it's a little bit excessive and I think Genevieve is reaching here. Now, I don't think that, you know, Twitter should just let her photos be flying around all willy-nilly if she doesn't want them out there. Uh, but I also think that $10 million is a bit excessive. Okay. And some of you seem to agree with me. I've got Kels Butter and Margaret Massey here who agree that, um, with me that Genevieve is doing just a little bit too much. Okay. Um, but Jada also brings up the good point, the very good point that, uh, Twitter makes money off of engagement, right? Because, you know, the clicks, they can, they can tailor your ads, which means you'll probably click on something, which means they make money. All right. Uh, so good luck to Genevieve. Um, uh, Jada said her numbers may need correcting, but I would say Twitter has a certain amount of responsibility. Okay. So Jada thinks that Twitter does have a certain amount of responsibility regarding these photos. So Jada, what would you say is Twitter's responsibility, right? Um, because we know that intellectual property law has not caught up with social media, right? So at this point, the only thing people can really do is once they see the infringement is to report it. So what, what could Twitter do what, or what could Twitter have done to, uh, maybe protect Genevieve Morton's, um, intellectual property? What could they have done to prevent the spread of this, uh, unauthorized photo or series of photos? What do you think? I like this. Jada's bringing up, you know, a point we didn't even think about. Mm-mm. I like it. Uh-uh. All right. Um, while Jada is giving us, uh, her, her reasoning, um, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the, um, the startup phase of your business and you're looking for some legal guidance. I am your girl. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. So go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation today. Okay. So Jada, um, her follow-up comment, hi, Trista Taylor, is that, uh, pop-up warning asking folks whether they own rights to the share. Okay. So, uh, Twitter could, could have a pop-up warning for people, um, prior to sharing. Okay. And, and that, and that would at least, you know, give them a little bit of credibility that they're trying. Now it's just like, you know how some sites they'll be like, you know, you must be 18 or you must be 21 to enter this site and you could just press a button. Right. And it's up to the person to tell the truth. 
Um, and if they lie, that's on them. That's not the website's fault. The website did what did did what they could do. Um, so I yeah, that's a very good idea, Jada. Twitter might need to hire you for their intellectual property um, team. All right, you hear that, Twitter, or somebody who worked for Twitter? I don't know. Anyway, but uh, thank you for that, Jada. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our third story of the evening. Okay, if you are a Mariah Carey fan, please give me a lamb emoji. Uh, if you're wondering why I said lamb emoji, Mariah calls her fans the lamely. Lamely. <laughs> uh, but if you are a Mariah Carey fan, I better see everybody put a, 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 a lamb emoji, okay? Thank you, Jada. Mariah Carey, the elusive Shantus who has been giving us songs since the 90s. Give her her respect. I want lambs. All right. (laughs) You don't like Mariah Carey, Margaret? Margaret, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. How do you not like Mariah Carey? I had a vision of love. Give me my give me my lamb emojis. <laughs> Margaret's over here breaking my heart. Okay. Um her girl boss said, Well, I like her, but I ain't no lamb. Okay. All right, that's fine. You know. I mean, I didn't say you were a lamb. I said if you're a Mariah Carey fan, give me a lamb emoji. Because she calls people lamely. I'm not saying that you are a lamb, but whatever. Anyway. Um, (laughs) so Mariah, like many other, uh, celebrities, uh, did y'all know that Mary J. Blige has a wine called Sun Goddess Wine? I need to try this. Anyway, uh, Mariah Carey, like many other celebrities, has gotten into the liquor game. Oh, thank you, Margaret. Um, if you didn't know, Mariah, she, um, she is half Irish and, uh, Oh, you mean you're not in her fan club? Okay. She she's half Irish and you know, in um playing towards that, Mariah has come out with a line of Irish cream liqueurs that she has named Black Irish. Okay? Um hi Nessie time. So um does anybody here like Irish cream liqueur? I know it's good in coffee, it's good on ice cream. If you like Irish cream liqueur, give me What's that thing? Give me the the clover emoji. If you like Irish cream liqueur, give me a clover emoji. All right? So, what you mean? Um, ah, and that's where we're getting to, right? So, Mariah released her line of black Irish liqueurs. Um, and, and she, she's released it everywhere, including Europe, but the one place that you will not be able to purchase Mariah Carey's black Irish liqueur is in Ireland. Why? There is a brewery already out there called Darker Still, Darker Still, I can't even read my own writing. Oh, Darker Still Spirits, okay? Um, And they already have the UK trademark 
for black Irish as it refers to alcoholic drinks. Thank you, Nessie Time. So if you, you know, if you're an Irish cream lover and you like Mariah Carey, this is, you know, just look out for black Irish liquor. But if you're in Ireland, you're not going to be able to find it, okay? As famous as Mariah is, as much money as Mariah has, again, intellectual property does not care who you are, all right? So the elusive Irish chanteuse (laughs) cannot be found in Ireland, all right? But let me take a poll here. Is anybody interested in trying Mariah Carey's Irish cream liqueur? If you're interested in trying Mariah Carey's black Irish Irish cream liqueur, give me a thumbs up. I would try it at least once. I feel like Mariah, she got expensive taste. And, you know, she she would make it. Y'all ain't interested? What is with all this animosity towards uh, Mimi? Huh. I feel offended. I'm about to shut the show off right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. Um, wow. Y'all are really hurting my feelings. Y'all really don't bang with Mariah like that? Okay, that's fine. Whatever. More Irish cream for me. Uh, yes, but, uh, yeah, so if you are a Lamely out in Ireland, you're not going to be able to find it. Thank you, Nessie Time. At least one person is in the Lamely with me, um, but apparently y'all don't care, so fine. <laughs> but good luck to Mariah and, uh, Monroe and Morocco. All right, moving on to our last story of the evening. <laughs> Y'all are, no, y'all hurt my feelings for real. (laughs) Moving on to our last story of the evening. Um, Okay, did anybody, I didn't even know this happened. So apparently, not too long ago, whether it be last Christmas or the Christmas before, Netflix had a Christmas special called Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Does anybody remember hearing about a Netflix Christmas special with Dolly Parton? Does anybody remember hearing about a Christmas special with Dolly Parton on Netflix? I do not remember. Um, Christmas isn't really my favorite holiday. Um, I don't like, well, not that. I don't like Christmas music. Or Christmas movies. <laughs> um. Okay, so you, so you, you, um, you heard about Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square? Um, her girl boss Nessie Time said it sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, I know I'm weird. Okay, I like I like the the family time of Christmas, but first of all, I don't like the Christmas color scheme, red and green together. I just don't like it. I don't like Christmas music like that, and yeah, just put that, yeah, um, anyway, but, um, during Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square special, uh, apparently they had this nativity scene that was displayed in the movie, but what Netflix failed to do was check the licenses, because this nativity scene, right, was copyrighted by a decoration company called Winfield Collection. They actually had a copyright 
on the design of their nativity scene because it was so unique. Ladies and gentlemen, Netflix is a global conglomerate. They got Netflix, Europe, Africa, everywhere, whatever. I'm sure that you have a robust legal team that could make sure that every I is dotted and every T is crossed when it comes to intellectual property. When you are scoping out a scene, you've got to make sure that everything is in the right. Whenever you're filming somewhere, you got to get permits, right? So Netflix apparently didn't clear all the rights for all of the visuals for the Christmas special, and now they're being sued by um, a decor company called Winfield Collection. Okay, so if you are ever, whatever you're doing, it is better to check twice and cut once. Whether you think you need to check it or not, better to check it and know you're right than not check it and leave it up to chance. Especially when it comes to intellectual property. Because I don't even know when this uh, Christmas special came out, right? But let's just say it came out Christmas 2020. And now it's September, like and you 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 did something nine months ago, and can you and you met like think about it maybe like eight months nine months later you get a letter in the mail saying you're being sued. This is why you need to be important when using other people's material in your work. Okay, now I'm sure Netflix is gonna you know settle their way out of this and just cut them a check, but just so you know. And our last tidbit of the evening before we part. Um, so, I'm not a big fan of Taylor Swift, but she is a great business person, right? Um, and I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but Taylor Swift has been in a battle for a while with um, her original producer, Scooter Braun, over some of her, um, over some of her earlier music, right? He owns the rights to the music and he won't, uh, he won't give it to her. I don't know if she wanted him to give it to her or sell it to her or whatever. Either way, Scooter Braun said, no girl, I'm making too much money off your music. I'm not giving it back to you. So what Taylor Swift is doing since Scooter Braun owns the copyrights to the original recordings of her music is she is re-recording the music that Scooter Braun has the rights to and is using that, uh, you know, and is promoting these recordings over the ones that are owned by Scooter Braun so she can get her money. Jada said, yes, yeah, she is a relentless fighter when it comes to these songs. Right, like, I don't even think she lets her music be played on, um, on, uh, what you call that, streaming sites. Anyway, but yeah, so while I may not like Taylor Swift, I'm not a big fan of her music, and I don't really like her I do think she's a great businesswoman, and I think this is an amazing idea. Yes, Scooter Braun may own the copyrights to those recordings, but what High Street taught us, trainer, but what Taylor Swift is now doing is making brand new recordings, probably using, you know, the same artists and things like that, and, and it's a whole, it's a brand new work that she can copyright and get her money. So, however you feel about Taylor, I've got to give it to her. That's a very smart move. So, um you know, good for her, all right, um, uh, Jada said Lauren Hill needs to, Lauren Hill is 20 years too late, girl, um, 
All right. Uh, all right. So those were the stories that I wanted to share with you tonight. Uh, we talked about the tennis star Emma, Radu- Emma Raducanu. We talked about the Sports Illustrated model Genevieve Morton. We talked about Mariah Carey and her Black Irish Liquor. And we talked about Netflix's Dolly Parton special. And we talked about Taylor Swift getting around Scooter Braun's copyrights. Um, So we had a a hefty amount of stories tonight. This is how I like it. Uh, We will be back tomorrow night with more stories. If you find anything you want me to talk about, please, please, please send it my way. You know I love it when you send me stories. Be sure to book your one-on-ones at linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. What else? Um, be sure to pick up the employee onboarding guide at linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Uh, let me see. Next week. Next week we're only having two shows because I'm going on vacation. Um... Nessie Time said, can you register a business name but not do business yet, just to hold the name? Um, you can probably register with your state, but it's, you know, and do all that, but then they're going to be like, well, why didn't you do anything with this? But you would just file that in your taxes, um, which you should talk to an accountant about that. You can always legally register. You can register the name. My, my question, my issue would be for tax purposes, how that would affect you. But yeah, you can definitely register it. But talk to an accountant about the tax part, okay? All right. So, any more questions before we... Thank you, Margaret. Before we uh, head out for the night, we got two minutes if you want to squeeze something in. If not, we can close out here. Make sure that you're taking care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Even if you're vaccinated, y'all, these numbers are going up. Um, You're welcome. What else? Uh... Yeah, so I'll be back tomorrow. If you find anything, please send it to me. And uh, I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you.